And I am excited. And you say, why are you excited? Because the Lord is, when I woke up this morning, Pat, I found out that Jesus is still Lord. And he's still in control. And you know, I don't get caught up in all the politics and things that I've watched on the news. And I get excited about what the Lord is doing. And so, you know, don't fret, don't get discouraged, don't get down. Man, just believe in the Lord and keep on living. Be happy. You know, honestly, I I said to Jimmy Brother Gross again this morning, he must be the only one I talked to this morning. I said, you know, here's the thing. We live this life and we live it at the speed of light. I mean, we turn around. I said, you watch. I said, five years from now. We'll be sitting here and we'll say, remember when we, five years ago, we talked about this subject? It goes that quick. And I said, whatever you do, the old statement, take time to smell the roses. Because if you don't, you'll miss them. So I would encourage all of you, live. Let me say it again. Live. Live. Because God didn't call you to be discouraged and, and, and downhearted and, and defeated. He called you to live and be happy. So today, the only thing that I know that can bring true happiness is the power that Jesus Christ has sent into our lives. And I've been talking about faith and different areas of faith, different facets of faith, and I'll continue to do so because I believe the Lord would have us to live and move and walk in faith in these difficult hours we're facing. And I thought of it this way, what does faith do? Faith moves you from your lane into God's lane. What do you mean? If you've ever been on 285 and you get in a certain lane, HOV lane, the HOV lane is moving fast. Doesn't matter what the speed limit sign says, people are going to drive. It doesn't matter if it says 45, they're driving 70. And so I saw it like that. I saw it like 285 today. I'm in a lane over here on the right hand side behind some trucks doing 35 miles an hour. Faith takes me from this lane where I'm not really moving at the speed I need to move and moves me over into God's lane that is constantly moving and going forward. So remember that statement. When you get down and discouraged and you feel like your face is up against the, the wall, and I'm sure, Rod, you felt that the last few years. Sometimes you feel like you can't do it, you can't go any further. But God can take you from that lane and whatever's in that lane happening to you, the discouragement, uh, whatever, whatever you're walking through, it can move you into his HOV lane. And you can move a lot quicker and get things done a lot faster. So today I want to talk about faith and I want to mention a man. His name was John the Baptizer, John the Baptist. And he was a man that was filled with faith. When nobody else was faithful, he was. And I want to take you to John, the first chapter, verse 26. Show you how the man moved, how he acted. John 1, 26. John answered him saying, I baptize you with water. Now look how he saw things. But there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is who's coming after me is preferred before me. Whose shoe latchet, shoestrings, I'm not worthy to unloose. Now listen to him. These things were done in, in Bethabar, Bethabar, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John sees Jesus. Now watch. John sees Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. John, I saw this so clearly this morning. John speaks from 
his lane of faith, his avenue of faith, he speaks and declares the Christ. He knew the Messiah was coming, and now he speaks and declares it by faith that there he is right there. What does faith do? It lets you see those things that others cannot see. Identify those things that others have not identified. To go places where others cannot go because they can't identify it. They don't have the ins and the outs. But faith lets you see. And I saw this clearly when he said he went out on a limb here. How many people know sometimes faith puts you out on a limb? And he said and declares this is the Lamb of God. Verse 30, this is he of whom I said. After me cometh the man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Even though John, I believe, was Jesus' elder in the flesh, he said Jesus was, came before him. Why? Because he was before the foundation of the world. Now watch. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. He saw that. I guess in his spirit, because then he goes on, and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, unto whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. From faith, it was made manifest. He saw it. And again, the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold! the Lamb of God. He also said of Jesus that he would baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That was faith speaking, even though it had been prophesied. How many people know prophecy also has to be mixed with faith? So if somebody prophesies something to you that truly has the Spirit to prophesy, it takes your faith being blended into that for it to come to pass. I thought this morning, there's a lot of things I can accomplish in faith. But here's the word I want you to hear. My faith can never overcome, get this now, it's what the Lord dropped into my spirit. My faith, your faith, can never overcome someone's unbelief. So in other words, if they don't believe it, your faith isn't going to change it. So if somebody is sick and suffering but still doesn't believe in Jesus Christ and they've not asked for your help, you can pray all you want to, but they have no faith. It'll never change. That's what the Lord dropped in my spirit because I have a lot of thoughts in those areas. Why? He said, because your faith, no matter how powerful you are, will never overcome their unbelief. You say, Bishop, do you have scriptures to back that up? Oh, yes. What is it? Well, Jesus went to some towns. And the Bible says clearly, look it up in your Bible. Jesus said he did not many what mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. This was the Son of God. That's why it's so important why we stand here and teach on faith so that people that do not believe can walk in, try to, try to get enough information where they can start to process it and start to move in faith. Am I saying that clear enough? Sometimes I get to going so fast, I, I think I've said it and I haven't. But it's important. But he says of Jesus, this is the one that's going to baptize with fire. But then he does something, Floyd, it's like he turns in about faith. John does. 
you say, well, he's not walking in faith anymore. But you're not reading the whole story. He does something that looks like on the surface that he's second-guessing his faith statement. But he was a true leader. Matthew 11, 1 through 6, here it comes. And it came to pass when Jesus made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now, when John had heard, in, he was in prison, getting ready to get his head cut off. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. And he said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? You say, he's second-guessing. No, he's not. Jesus, are you the one, or are you not? Jesus answered and said unto them, to his disciples, to John's disciples, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf do hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. The reality of these verses is because John was truly a faith leader. The reality was, this is a powerful set of verses. He prepared, he was preparing Floyd, the faith of his disciples to follow Jesus after he was gone. He knew, but he wanted his disciples to know so they could join up with Jesus after he was dead. He wanted it clear. He wanted them to ask. He wanted them to hear from the master's lips himself. Let me say this. Faith works. Say that back to me. Say it again. If you have faith in God as taught in the scriptures, in the Bible, in any specific area of his, of his will for your life. How many people know God has a will for your life? So in any specific area or will for your life, then the reality is this. That thing will be manifested in your life if you can believe it. But first, say first, it has to get into your spirit. You can be married and say this marriage is going to work, but until... Cheryl, that gets into your spirit, it'll never work. There are things that people say, I'll, I'll go to college and I'll get this degree. But until that, it's easy to say it, but until it gets into your spirit, those long nights of studying, like you had to do, Rod, there's th times you, you, you may want to quit. It's got to get into your spirit. I will have this no matter what. And God answers that. God answers that. He will bring it to pass. It has to get into your spirit. The heart of mankind. It has to get into your heart. Mark this down. It will not work in your head. We touched on that last week. It will not work in your head for the carnal mind will never see God's way of doing things. Just like your children will never see some of your declarations and your advisements. How many people know I just told the truth? You can tell them. You can say, I went that road. And what do they do? They're going to do exactly what they're going to do anyway. I know why. Because I used to be young. And my mother would say, son, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do the other thing. And guess what I did? What I was going to do. And you can't do that with the Word of God, though. You can't just say, well, I hear the Word of God, but I'm going to do my own thing. It doesn't work that way. 
This is why people get into trouble. You wonder why they get into trouble? Because they try to operate in this thing we call faith or the law of faith out of their head and the way they think, and it'll never work that way. People will say, all I have to do then is to, is, is to say something and receive it based on this verse, Bishop. So don't stop me. I know my word. Okay, what's your word? Mark eleven twenty three. 23. The Bible says this. He shall have whatsoever he says. Sounds good, don't it? Whatsoever you say, it's going to happen. So I'm just going to start saying over and over and over again, I want this, I want that, and I'm going to get it. Then people start to say this faith and confession stuff doesn't work. Based on this scripture, it doesn't work. Well, let me tell you why it doesn't work. Just because you confess something 300 times, I'm going to get a car, 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 and it's going to be a specific car, it's going to be a Mercedes, 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 or a Ford, or whatever you want, say it 300 times, you think you're going to get it, or a new job, say it 300 times, 400 times, or I'm going to meet the perfect mate, you need to stop right there. There is no such thing as the perfect mate. After I was taken, it's over. <laughs> Ooh, that felt good all the way down to my toes. My wife is going over there, you're lying, son. But, but I say it over and over and over again. I'm perfect man. I'm going to have the new job. I'm going to, have, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it hasn't happened. So based on my experience... Based on my confession of 300 or 400 times, this faith stuff doesn't work. But let me tell you what happened. All these people did was try to produce some kind of formula. That if I say it so many times, it'll come to pass. They thought it was going to magically appear. In the next few days, it's going to appear. In the next few months, it'll appear. But this is not what the Bible teaches at all, does it? But it says, Bishop, you're missing it. He shall have whatsoever he says. But let's look at the complete scriptures. People take them out of context. In Mark eleven twenty two, it says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Some translations is have the faith of God. Have faith in God. God. Then he goes on, for verily I say unto you, if you have the faith of God, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And here's the key, and shall not doubt in his heart, because he has the faith of God, that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. See, they don't read the whole thing. I've said it 300 times, but do you believe it? I don't have to believe it, I said it. No, no, you have to believe beyond the shadow of a doubt it shall come to pass. You cannot create some kind of formula for this thing called faith. It will not be produced out of what you think. It just won't do it. It's not the mental ascent, but it's walking through the principles and through the processes of the way faith works according to the Scripture. I want you to note this. Faith will always work, but it has to be developed in yourself by yourself, for yourself. In yourself, by yourself, for yourself. Faith will, oh, that's not in my notes. But the Lord is reminding me that I can't make you have faith. 
I can teach you about faith, but I can't make you have it. I can't make you support the house of the Lord. But if you do it because you have a faith and a love for it, God will bless you. I have never given anything, and Ariel has watched this when we've been off at conferences and stuff. I have never given anything. I said, the Lord told me to do this. I did it that God didn't come around and multiply it back into my hands. Has anybody else experienced that? It's just fact. But I can't make it happen in Kenny Williams. I can't make it happen in Mike Cronin. I can't make it happen in in Brother Harris or Floyd or Linda. I can't. It's developed in yourself, by yourself, for yourself. And that's the way the Spirit works. Let's just say you want to be like my doctor over here, which he was studying to be a surgeon before a doctor. I mean, before a general practitioner. Am I right? Let's just say you, you have a surgeon and he's been actively practicing his skill for 25 years. That surgeon didn't wake up one morning and say, or even if you're in general practice, and say, I believe I today I can do surgery. I've got a knife in this hand and some sewing thread in this hand, and by God, I can cut you open, and I can fix whatever's wrong with you. Sounds foolish, doesn't it? I believe I can repair damaged hearts or internal organs. Therefore, because I believe I can do surgery, I will go and do it. Well, you may believe it all you want to, but guess who ain't going to lay on your table? Me and any of my family. I'm not going to let, or you. I'd say, don't go lay on their table. They don't have any credentials. They have no experience. They just, they just believe they could do it. There's a process. Say it back to me. There is a process. So just because you see in scriptures a truth, it is a truth. And you say you believe it doesn't mean it's in your spirit. It's going to happen that way because it's not internal. It's not inside you. Enough to where it will manifest in your life. Let me say again, you have to develop yourself in the faith for them. So just because you believe in a thing doesn't mean it will come to pass. Because Hebrews 11.1 says, watch this. And I'm not going to keep you much longer. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Let me just cover this one point. And we'll go on. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So what is it that you hope for? Well, you hope for the promises of God. You want them to come into fruition in your life. Am I right or wrong? So this is what we hope for. Well, the promises of God, the word of God, for it to manifest in your life, whether it is healing, financial prosperity, or spiritual gifts, whatever it is, for it to become true in your life, hope will never accomplish that. What? You just took away my hope. No, I don't want to take away your hope. Hope will never make that happen. However, everybody say however. Hope is extremely important. It is part of the process. But your substance is not in your hope. Faith is the substance. I'll get on that next week. Faith is the substance. It's not in your hope, but hope is needful. Hope is needful. For without hope, you have nothing for your faith to give substance to. I hope for it. Faith targets it. Hope is your goal setter. I'll use Rod again. You hope to be a mechanic. 
Now it's moved from hope because faith, it was a target, a goal setter. But your faith took you through to your hope. I'm telling you, it's so important. So many things I've hoped for and didn't have faith for it. How many people have done that before? I, boy, I hoped for that, but didn't have faith to see it through. You can't do that. So many people are wanting to, a powerful walk with God, and they're hoping for it, but it'll never happen, Cheryl, until they themselves get it into their spirit. They see those things that cannot be seen and hear those things that cannot be uttered. When I, my birthday came about, I went outside and sat early in the morning, and all of a sudden, I looked to my left, and there's the most beautiful rainbow that came down right near me. I could see where it originated from. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's a promise. But faith takes that from just being a promise into a reality. I hope in that promise. But faith says you can obtain it. You go through the process. You put in the time. You put, in, you put in all the things that you have to do, and God brings it to pass. God does not, this is going to shock some of you, okay? God does not bless slackness. God does not bless laziness. I've tried, him, I tried to get God to do that for me. What I'm trying to say is, whatever I want, I desire in my heart, I have to target it. And never let go of it in faith, believing that I can make it to the end result. You see, when this church started back, this one on, on Hurt Road, in 1984, I believe it was, wasn't it, Mike? I was a young man that nobody said it wouldn't happen. That's what they said, it will not happen. Number one, we couldn't get funded or financed, but I, in my spirit, nobody could stop me. It wasn't that I was arrogant. I, I believed everybody was crazy but me. I just believed God was with me. And guess what? You're f- the fruit of what God said to me back in 1984. Yes, we've had our ups and downs and sideways and around and good times, bad times. But somebody reminded me this week when they told me happy birthday, and I said, I'm tired. I'm weary. They said, but look where you are. They said, you've had some of the most important, influential people in the body of Christ stand on your stage, and you're still here. And that's a fact. We have. I can't go through it right now, but you can't believe the people that stood here and ministered in this building. What did that, Floyd? Hoping? Boy, I hope. My God, I hope. I got James Payne's going to be here at the end of this month, the last Sunday of this month. And here's a man that didn't even know Jesus. He died and didn't know Jesus. But Jesus appeared to him and brought him back to life and said, this is what you can do. So hope doesn't cut it, but faith cuts it. But faith sees hope and starts moving toward that which is hoped for. For faith is the substance of things hoped for. Today I'm going to pray for you because I love everybody here. And that, that, that's not just a statement. I want you to stand with me one day in heaven and say, Pastor, what you said was true. But today I'm going to pray for you.
Because I know you've got some hopes. Now let me ask this question. How many of you have some hopes? Raise your hand. Now how many of you here thinks we could target it with the faith you have? And we can bring it to pass. I've declared within myself to be happy. You're not going to make me unhappy. I refuse it. Doc, I just refuse it. He said, what kind of pills are you on? You know I ain't taking them. Well, I'm trying to tell you, you're not going to make me unhappy. Brother Jimmy had a word for it today. I said, we talked about it. He said, they'll just have to do what, Jimmy? When I said this day about it, I said that people may not like it, but and you said, oh, well. See that? You're going to have to figure out how to deal with it. What does that mean? I was never called to be unhappy as you were never called to be unhappy. I was never called to walk in unfulfillment. You were not called to walk in unfulfillment. You were not called to walk in sick. Oh, I'm sick. I've been sick for 39 years. Well, how about getting better? You weren't called to be sick. Well, people look down at me. You weren't called to look, be, look to people look down on you. And let me tell you something. It's all according to how you carry yourself. People look how you move, how you act. So I'm going to pray for those that have got hope, and we're going to target it with faith today. Hope that's targeted is the hope that works.